0: Hey y'all, I'm Gaina and I'm Sonia, and you're listening to two yeah. bold and badass women sharing our takes on our South Asian experience, from discussing cultural taboos, tools for how to cope, yeah. together, we can redefine our culture. Welcome to our safe community. Welcome to, to Brown and Bold. And bold. Welcome back, y'all. So both Sonia and I are in our mid-20s and we're at that age where people around us are starting to get hitched, right? They're starting to get engaged and married. And for y'all who are doing that marriage stuff, I hope you feel excited for that next step of your lives. But like- You can leave.
1: Those <laughs> <laughs> of us who aren't experiencing all of those joys or whatever, um, <laughs> we're happy, of course, for our friends and our family um who are experiencing this like who have partners who are you know getting married or whatever next step um getting a house together moving in together whatever but for those of us who aren't experiencing that we start to have these thoughts creeping into the back of our head this is true for folks of all genders these thoughts of slight insecurities when am i going to get to do this for myself mm, yeah. or do i even like want marriage or like long-term partnerships so like there's all of these questions
0: going on yeah exactly I was going to mention the last part because I know a friend who is very adamant on not getting married just because of the trauma she's endured and I think a lot of our culture like her parents especially are like you'll change your mind you'll change your mind but that's something she's been set on for like the last like 10 years So, no, I don't think she's changing her mind. And that's, like, literally perfectly fine. Like, with this generation, marriage is no longer the ultimate goal for us. Like, we have other goals and aspirations. But yet, I feel like because marriage has been such a fundamental part of our culture, that it's, like, still ingrained in us that it's something we have to Mm -hmm. do, even though it's not necessarily, like, a path we have to take. Right.
1: So, yeah, like, just wanted to start by acknowledging, like, if there are folks who both right now, you know, in your mid-20s or early 30s, like, that's the majority of the people who listen to us. Like, if you don't want to get married now, perfectly fine. If you don't want to get married ever, more power to you, right? Like, that's totally an okay and, like, a decision that we, we here want to support. And then there's also, obviously, the question of, like, when is it going to be my turn? Or, like, how do I get my family or, like, people around me to... Like, be okay with me waiting until later. Because, like, while I know that most people in my life do want to get married, especially South Asian folks, like, want to get married or, like, want that long-term partnership, they want to wait at least until their, like, late 20s, like, early 30s to be able to, like, do that or even, like, start thinking about it, really. Yeah. Because right now it, it feels very early. Yeah.
0: But I know our parents are not of the same We're mindset, too old so. for them already. I know. Cause... We're already spinstresses. Yeah. Simstresses. <laughs> my my, parent, my parents literally got married. I think my mom got married when she was, like, 22 or 23, somewhere in her early That's 20s. And, had and then me, she had you. Yeah, she had me by 23 or 24. I'm like, I'm 24. Like, are you kidding me? I don't want to – I can't right now. But for wow. them, they're not pressuring me at all. I can't say that they are entirely, but I'll get to that in a bit. But I know mm-hmm. that you <laughs> – I'm feeling yeah. quite the pressure. So please tell people what's happening with you, your experience with this pressure.
1: All righty. So like I said, I have been feeling like a mixture of like different feelings. A part of me is like, I never care if I get married. And another part of me is like, okay, like maybe I want that, but like not at least for like I'm 24. So like maybe, maybe by the time, like I'm like in my early thirties, I'll, I'll want that or like that's sort of going to be in the future. But my family has already started to, like, think about these plans for me. And so the most recent story is about them trying to become matchmakers. And so I'm sure a lot of you listeners are familiar with this. But I come home from, um, like, hanging out with my friends one night. And it's, like, almost midnight. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come home. I had kind of a rough day, actually. And I, I was, like, feeling tired, ready to, like, go watch some TV. And my mom was like, Sonia, come here and she was like really giggly and I was like fuck like I what what's going on and she was like she's like come over here so like she took me into like the side room and she was like guess what and I was like fuck what like did I did I do something wrong did you catch me in a lie like what happening?"
0: (laughs) (power) I'm 13 again and
1: she she was like we found a boy for you and I was like what I was like what I was completely not expecting this and she's like look like I told your aunt that like we were looking for somebody for you and like here's a picture and so she like the first thing she said she showed me this picture of this guy and i was like oh okay um and then she was like he's from a really good family and he's like educated and i was like wait 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 what do you mean he's from a really good family yes
0: exactly what does that like, mean? what
1: exactly does that mean and she said they're very well established they're mm. good people they're very wealthy and not that money is a big deal to us or anything, but they're they're very well, like is a good family. And I was like, "Do you know them?" And she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> what the, does my aunt who sent you the contact info know? And she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you know they're a good family? What does that even mean? And why is that the first thing you said before like anything else about this, this random man? Yeah. Anyways, um, so that was funny. And then the second part was like she was like. Oh, he's like really well educated and like he he was he had like great qualifications, I guess when I was reading his resume. you were um, reading his resume? no, I mean, like it was as if I was reading his resume oh it was, like his Facebook had like all of his like biodata oh
0: his biodata <laughs> that's, bio <how> <laughs> that's such um, a that's such a Desi term. I don't, I don't hear any non desis ever say it they say like dating profile, but biodata is like strictly a Desi term,
1: yeah, um, I used it intentionally, but like he had all that stuff on there and my mom was like look he's like everything you like he's like educated and blah 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 and then i was like i'm sorry if this person ever hears this but i was like but like i don't think he's hot and <laughs> you said you know, that explicitly
0: like, to your mom like hot yeah
1: i was like i was like mom he's not hot and, oh. and she was like what do you mean like he's not bad like he's good looking and i was like yeah but like when i see somebody like i want if i were to date somebody i'd want someone to be like i'd want to like be really attracted to them and like this guy like i think my biceps are bigger than his and like oh my god (laughs) not not to like affirm any stereotypes that like you know like the man needs to be like bigger than like the woman if you're in a heterosexual relationship but like uh your preference are bigger than you you like that's gonna be an issue i think um at least we should be like a comparable size yeah (laughs) um anyways so she was like can't that can't you compromise on that isn't it okay if he's like not hot If like everything else is okay and I was like maybe if I met him as a friend first and be like I like fell in love like then like their attractiveness would grow but if this is somebody you're showing me right so like of course the first thing I'm gonna judge is like are they attractive because like I know I am I mean like I'm just learning that about myself that I'm like (laughs) or whatever but you know like I feel like you have
0: to be really picky when someone like shows you a picture of somebody else i don't know i mean it's all honestly it's also superficial because you're basically like hey how attractive is this person and based on their attractiveness you're willing to talk to them or not you know what i mean like that's the case it's not just you it's literally everyone like you show them a picture if you're attracted to them you're like yeah they're attractive okay sure i'll talk to them no they're not attractive screw their personality like i don't want to (laughs) move this forward
1: like, not if somebody were to message, I mean, you're, you're already partnered, but, like, if, like, you were single and, like, someone asked me this, I want to hear your opinion. If someone, like, gave their son or whatever a picture of you and, like, your qualifications and stuff, right, and then they, like, messaged you on Instagram and were, like, hey, like, like I saw this picture of you and, like, you seem cool, like, are you interested in going on a date? You know what, what I would, would say?
0: say? I would say I'm out of your league, Oh, shit. I guarantee you whoever <laughs> boy my whoever nice boy, nice family my parents would find, like would not meet my standards. And if you are like I feel like empowered women know their worth. Like they know that they have a lot to bring to the table. And mm-hmm. if my dad immediately is going to be like, he's a good boy, good family, my initial reaction is like, okay, do you know the you know family personally? What do you right. mean good family? Because when somebody right. says good family, well established, like you just said, I'm like, okay, so this family has, rich. yeah, so this family has a lot of money. Like, am I marrying into just wealth? And like, it's funny, you know, now I have a memory that came up that happened like last year that actually revolves around this entire thing I just mentioned. My dad knows I'm partnered up he knows this, right? Um. We don't talk about it openly. Okay, that's not true. He's he's starting to become more open about it. But basically what happened was like, oh, let me tell you something funny that happened. And I was like, okay, dad, like what happened? And he's, uh, he mentioned some friend of his, I don't even know. And this friend was like, oh, how old is your daughter now? And my dad tells him and he's like, you know, she's 24. And the man was like, oh you know is she done with their education like this is all in hindi but he's like oh is she done with their education and my dad's like yeah yeah she's getting her master she's almost done he's like oh so are you looking for a guy or anything and my dad was like no 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 she's focused on her studies because my dad knows i'm not looking right now like i genuinely want to focus on my academics and so the man goes oh, I- so you you had a, a boyfriend yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. So my dad wasn't like indulging or anything. He wasn't just like, you know, appealing to him. My dad was like, no, he was like making up excuses for me, which I appreciated. But the man was like, you know, when she's ready, like my my son is also here, right? Like he she doesn't have to worry about anything like she'll be in good shape. And my dad was like, what do you oh. mean? Ha <laughs> my, my dad's like laughing. My dad has a way of like talking to people where they never know if he's serious. Like he never oh seems serious. So he's just trying to pry because he's nosy what he means, right? My dad's like <laughs> laughing, he's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, oh, she wants to, you know, establish her career and stuff. You know what the man says? He's like, she doesn't, she doesn't even need to work after she gets married. We have so much money. Any car she wants, I'll get for her. <laughs> let that sink in hold up hold up man you are implying that because you have a lot of money i should marry into the family because i'm a good girl and he said that he's like oh did he like die hit die is like well behaved right like what is it yeah yeah well behaved well behaved yeah he's like you have a well-behaved daughter i have a lot of money perfect match like, what the mm. hell, man? What the hell? And so my yeah. dad told me this, and I'm just looking at him with a blank face. Honestly, a scowl. And I was like, why are you telling me this? He's like, no, no, I just thought it was funny. I'm just telling you. I was like, that's... I mean, it is funny. <laughs> okay, to you. <laughs> yeah, as somebody... yeah, it's like my story was funny to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> true, true, true. I just thought it was ridiculous. Like, the fact that... My, my dad was that's like, you know, interesting. Also, like,
1: the fact that sorry, but, like, the fact that, like, it's weird because this man would be, like, your father-in-law who was saying, he's not saying my son has money and can take care of his potential wife, you. He was saying me, the father-in-law, has money and can buy a car for my daughter-in-law, which is so weird because, like, it's, that is so, I don't know about you, but I actually do know about you, that is so (laughs) unattractive to have, like, the idea of, like, my partner not being the one to, like, you know, like offer me things or like buy like the idea of my partner just getting all of his money um, from like his family and then just like using that to get me stuff. Like I'd so much rather somebody buy me like a $3 bouquet of flowers that for money they earned and worked hard on than like a nice car from their rich dad.
0: I actually very much agree with you. Like in my relationship, we didn't even go, I was dating my partner for a year and we hadn't gone on a date. Because he just, I mean, of course that caused problems. I'm just like, take me on a date. Like, you know, I just want to be rude. I want to be taken to dinner. But like we didn't. The reason we didn't is because he just like didn't have the funds for it. And he didn't want to ask his dad like, hey, I want to take this girl I'm dating to dinner. Can you give me like pocket money? He didn't want to do that right and so he waited until he saved up some and then we went on a really nice date and he's like i want to be able to do these things for you but i want to be able to pay for it myself and i thought that was attractive as hell yeah
1: you know i I thought thought that was super attractive
0: and the thing is like i i want to be sensitive and like i i want to be sympathetic towards those women who like like the idea of a joint family and do want to live with their in-laws and do want like their in-laws to purchase cars out of like love and stuff but i think this is, like, is our this, perspective. Do you know
1: right?
0: anyone who... Um, so I see comment. Topic? The reason I say this is because, like, whenever, I guess, like, us, quote-unquote, like, liberal women or, like, people who are more, again, quote-unquote, westernized when we talk about stuff and, like, videos like that come on, I always see comments from... They see women who are like, this may be your dream, but as if you call yourself a feminist, you can't be negating ours. Like, if oh. we're happy with you know, having our in-laws have that relationship and like buying us things. Like, who are you to tell us that we shouldn't? So it's like when I see that kind of stuff that I'm just like, I guess you're right. I guess I should be accepting. So I I am. But because this is our podcast, just for anyone who's (laughs) listening, who is like insulted, just know that like we don't look down on you, but this is our perspective, right? So I just want to like preface this by saying that it's us who just would prefer not to have our in-laws buy us stuff and would prefer that- our partners would work hard and do that with their own money.
1: And right. and of course like if my in-laws also want to buy me things, like I'm not complaining. Right. But like but like that's not the selling point. Yeah. Is the is the under like I do I don't know if this is a hot take, but like if I do think it's a problem if you're only marrying a man or a woman for their parents' money or mm-hmm. if that is like the primary consideration.
0: Mm. in your decision I mean some like, people want to be homemakers you have to, like, right
1: evaluate like why that is the reason that you're choosing that partner yeah.
0: I guess some people like want to funny. be homemakers like they want to just raise the kids and you know like do like be at home like that's a preference they have so like I think yeah they just I mean of course on... that, that
1: makes sense right like finding a rich partner is like understandable <laughs> I know lots of men who are like hell yeah if my wife is a doctor and she can like I could just stay at home and take care of the kids, like I'm so down, so like uh, like more power to anybody who yeah. has that perspective, m- women or men, but like I don't know, there's something about like marrying into a family just because like the parents have money, not even just the partner, but like the parents. It's like so many degrees of like yeah you know, cause, like power yeah. dynamics and like discomfort in a way that
0: I can't understand, but you're right i shouldn't shouldn't be yeah. judgmental it, it i mean i can, I don't blame you for it, it's a personal preference but.
1: Right. That's okay. that's basically exactly
0: what's causing a delay and like, you know, so like a solidification of a potential marriage for me, you know, like that's what's preventing it is like financial stability, because I just feel like that's a very important aspect, like both partners. I feel like, you know, you shouldn't be in like a ton of debt or like relying on your parents money before getting married, because once you get married, then what? Like, are you going to be... I don't know i don't i don't know how to say this without sounding insensitive or judgmental but i just feel like self-sufficiency is so crucial like if getting help from your parents is one thing if my parents were to help me like with the down payment my parents wanted to help me with literally anything that's different than me depending on them me not wanting to get a job it's again different if i'm struggling with my job if my partner's struggling and her parents offer help that's completely different from being like well, we don't really know what we're doing with our lives. And we're kind of unsure. Right. So our parents are just going to pay for things. And I'd say that because I know people like that in my life. Right. I literally know people like that in my life. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, do something with your life, dude. Like, your parents did enough for you. Get out of your parents' basement. LOL, because I live in my parents' basement. But it's a nice-ass <laughs> basement, okay? But it's like, get a job try go to school don't be there like in your late 20s not having a degree not wanting to get a job not doing anything like that's what that's oh my god that's just annoys the heck out of me and i think like there's two
1: problems in what you're stating that are like sort of like the root problems is one is like this idea of dependency which is not only is like an unattractive quality in a person but it is fairly unhealthy like if you are dependent on another person then whether that's your romantic partner whether that's your friends, whether that's your family like beyond a certain age then that can be really unhealthy because that like prevents you from developing a sense of yourself yeah and like that like when you're financially dependent and like you know if for example if a person is like completely financially dependent on like a partner I would like even if they're happy I would just like question I would just be like hey like just make sure you're not in this relationship just because of this financial dependency or whatever, right? And, like, those things can develop over time. Like, I know it's true for so many women in our, like, parents' generation where, like, they would have split had one partner not been financially dependent on the other. And then the financial dependence also leads to, like, this emotional dependence, all of which can be so unhealthy for an individual. Like, getting your own job, like, getting your own space, getting your own, like, money, all of these things, like, obviously you don't have to do all of them, but, like, doing any of these things can really just help your personal growth. Yeah. And so that's like the root like thing that we obviously want to like encourage both for ourselves, our friends, our listeners like some level of independence is so important.
0: Yeah. And we we talked a lot about that in that moving out and moving on episode, right? Like a huge reason you wanted to live on your own is because you wanted to find like that sense of self and just like be comfortable with your thoughts and like be comfortable right. in silence, right? You just that's something you want to do for yourself. And that's exactly, I feel like, what people should be doing. But I feel like there's just this pressure to get married. And I don't understand why when we're... When our generation feels like children, like, we don't feel ready. I mean, some people do. Yeah. And, like, great for them, right? Some people yeah. do. But for those of us who don't feel ready and are feeling that pressure, it's just... Un, it's ridiculous. It's just, yeah. like, I'm not ready. Why can't you honor this? Like, I've, you expect me to make a lifelong commitment... You need to give me some time to decide what I'm going to do, like, who I'm going to choose for the rest of my life, right? If you don't want this marriage to crash and burn, like, give me that space to figure it out. Like, what do you think you're going to accomplish by pushing a partner on to me? Like, somebody right. pushed a partner onto you, maybe, and how did your marriage turn out? So it's like, why are you doing that to your kids? Like, give them time, right. you know? Like, I feel like so many marriages, I mean, of course, not all of them, but I feel like so many Daisy marriages need some help you know some assistance and by pressuring their kids into marriage like earlier on I think they're just repeating the same mistakes and yeah our parents are making some progress my mom already like she hasn't she hasn't really mentioned marriage to me which I've been you know grateful for but in her mind she thinks that she's being a lot more accepting because she's like oh well I already had a kid at 24 you know at least I'm not telling my daughter to get married at 24 like yeah you know not married but engaged but anyway (laughs) that'll come later i'll bring that up later
1: right and so there's like those pressures and like this idea of like independence that like we're saying is important and then i think the other the second point point in what you were saying is like if you are dependent on somebody this is true i feel like for all sort of communities and all types of relationships and across cultures but i think especially in like the immigrant asian south asian community when you take something from somebody you are giving them control
0: yeah
1: right and that is such like a deep rooted part of our culture that like i think we definitely need to start like shaking up a little bit because the moment you let your parents or your in-laws buy you a house or buy you a car you're giving them permission to exert control over your life and for their opinions to matter in the decisions that you make Because at the end of the day, like, you might know that, like, oh, they're not going to take it away. They're not going to, like, disown you. But you're, like, inherently, like, making them think, allowing them to think that they have control over your decision. Yes, absolutely. And that is such, like, I know that has caused so many problems in so many families. Because the moment that, like, your in-laws buy you a house, then they think they can tell you, like, oh, like, shouldn't you start having kids? Or, like, starting to think they can pressure you, like, if, you, if they're your grants like grandparents like can pressure you into like trying to find a partner or like there's all of these layers of control that are so toxic that come when you like give somebody power through something financial
0: yeah no a really really close friend of mine is going through something exactly like what you just described about like you know once they buy you a house they expect other things from you and they feel like they have control over you and you Wow. And no, it's spot on. That's exactly what my friend is experiencing, like to my knowledge. And it it really is that right. Like what I mean by self-sufficiency is if you're not self-sufficient and you're dependent, you're just like you're losing that sense of autonomy or maybe you never gained any to like begin with. Like Mm -hmm. unless you feel like you can take control over your life, you're just going to kind of be like this passive backseat rider and let everyone else like steer Mm -hmm. your car and like run your life. I know, yeah, I know. Great analogy, right? <laughs> I just can't. I mean, I'm sure it was like I heard it somewhere and came up with it, but I just feel like you need to be able to take control over your life. And the solution is not getting yourself married, thinking, okay, well, it didn't work out with my parents. Like, I, you shouldn't be rushing out of your parents' house and being like, okay, I need to get out of here. Therefore, I'm going to get married. It shouldn't be that. Like, you shouldn't be going from one house to another and thinking, like, marriage is the solution. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a mindset that a lot of Desi or South Asian parents have is, like, marriage is the solution. Like, even for guys, it's like, you know, he's an alcoholic right now. Like, he's a child right now. But we just have to get him a wife and he'll be fine after he gets married. So what they Mm. do then is, like, push the man onto this woman. And they're like, well, now he's your problem. And I want to transition into, like, that whole dialogue because that's a thing. Where men can be abusive, men can be man man children and just suck, and the parents don't want to deal with it anymore, and so what do they do? They find a wife, find find a servant, and call her wife and just pass him over. And there's this one TikToker, like really famous TikToker, when I heard her story, I was like, damn, what happened to her is she was 16, her parents tricked her into going to Pakistan, and... They married her off to a man who was physically abusive and an alcoholic. And he would Holy shit. he would beat his mom. He, this oh alcoholic, this dude would beat his own mom, beat his own sister. And because they didn't want to get that end, they brought this 16-year-old girl, Americanized girl. This girl literally grew up in America. They somehow managed to trap the 16-year-old girl from America who thought she was just visiting Pakistan. And they got them married. And so now she's stuck in this abusive marriage with this guy who's like over 10 years older than her. And when I heard that, my heart broke because externally, it's very easy to judge this girl. And I feel like there's certain stigmas that come with like the way she presents herself. But when you hear her story, you're like, damn, she is a boss ass bitch. But that's what I'm saying. Like this girl managed to escape, but a lot of women can't escape. It's ridiculous to me that they just like women are then the scapegoats. And that's why I'm saying like marriage, rushing into marriage is a absolutely terrible idea in every regard. Like both partners should be ready for it. Both partners should know each other, be in a good place in life and make that like mutual decision that this is the next best step for us.
1: Yeah. And like something that you you mentioned there, I think it's important for us to to point out that the pressures of like family on on like you know their child to get married is like of course it's obvious to us as women on women but like it's definitely also there on men Mm. and it comes through in like a really i think largely in like a financial way because i think like obviously men have i think the age pressure is a little bit less on them like their parents maybe start telling them around like 27 instead of like 23 but then it's like oh you need to have enough money to like be an attractive partner to your to your potential wife assuming of course heterosexuality because like and that's so stressful to so many men like I know so many like I know men in my family I know like you've talked about like several people that you know who like the idea of not being financially like they might be financially stable but like being able to afford a wedding especially an Indian wedding mm. and being able to <laughs> afford to like take care of like or you know south asian wedding and being able to afford to like to some extent take care of like a wife or a family like they almost have to have like even more and that's like the expectation the baseline expectation for a man ready to get married is like you need to have enough for yourself and at least like a wedding and a wife and a kid or two by the time you're like ready to start with like getting married whereas for for women it's like oh you should just have enough to like take care of yourself
0: yeah
1: um So like the pressures on them to be financially independent and like stable and secure is even higher. And I know that can lead to so many, like that's so many stresses for so many guys.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair.
1: And actually, guy, I'm really curious to hear about, you mentioned a minute ago about your mom, like bringing up engagement and stuff like that. And I know this kind of ties with that, like independence thing. So I'd love to hear more about that.
0: Deep breaths as I approach this. (laughs) So I've been dating my boyfriend now, it's about to be five years in a month, right? That's, that's a really long time. It's about to be five years. And like, of course, when you've been in a partnership for that long, you discuss a long-term future, like whether or not you have plans for that. And like, yeah, that's something we're interested in. Like we wanna get married down the line. And frankly, I've been kind of surprised, but grateful that my parents haven't mentioned anything about like marriage or engagement uh, until recently my mom ruined that but like basically he and I have had this talk all about this right like self-sufficiency like you want to be at a certain point in his life he wants to be able to have good financial stability before he dives into a marriage especially because I want an Indian wedding I don't want a huge crazy Indian wedding but I've always wanted one because it's a fun-ass party he's never been to those fun ones so he thinks it's absolutely absurd To spend all that much money on a wedding, which fair, fair point. Yeah. Absolutely fair point. But like, I've grown up going to desi weddings where literally, like, the Sangeet, the Mandi, the Pitti, like, which is also the Haldi, like, the reception, you know, it's just a party the way that my culture celebrates it. And he hasn't gotten to see that. And he's like, I don't want one, period. And I was like, look, this is important to me. And so, a compromise that we mutually came upon was that he would like to get financially stable first. And then we'll figure out this wedding. We'll figure out the costs of this wedding because Indian weddings are expensive. So we have this whole conversation going on talking about our timeline. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the dining room table one morning, right? Like having my coffee, my mom and my sister are there. And so I see an engagement picture on Instagram. Somebody our age just got engaged. Yeah, yeah, everybody, literally so many people our age are getting engaged but anyway this girl that we know she got engaged and I it was a beautiful engagement like it was so pretty and I like gasped when I saw the picture and I showed my sister I was like look at that picture and then my mom was like oh show me show me so I showed her and so she's like hey Shona. and Shona is like something she calls me like you know in, out of love like Shona, Shonu. and so she puts her hand like on her chin or like you know cups her face with it and she was like so you know have you thought about an engagement and i literally like i felt like somebody had just like grabbed my head and was like applying pressure to it because that completely caught me off guard and i was like you can't be kidding me i mean you you've got to be kidding me you (laughs) and i was like um yeah like i have a few years until i want to get engaged and she's like but you want to get engaged, right? And I was like, yeah, like, that's the plan. And she's like, well, then whether you get engaged in two years or you get engaged now, what's the difference? And I, mm. I like, I, even now, I'm, like, stuttering just thinking about it because it gets me that worked up. I started stuttering, and my damn sister, who's usually, you know, on my side, just stayed quiet and went on her phone. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You have all the times to back me up. Now is the time. But I was on my own. I was on my own. So I I tell her, I was like, look, like both people have to be ready for an engagement. She's like, yeah, but you said he wants to marry you, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so then why are you waiting? Just get engaged. You don't have to get married now, but just get engaged, whether you do it now or later. And I was so disappointed in my mom because I thought she was better than that. I really thought she was better than that. And it was surprising for me to hear that from her. And then I was like, all right. I gotta approach this calmly so that i can really have her off my back and explain to her he wants to get his masters if he's going to grad school this fall it will be two and a half years before that happens right and i was like look he is going into grad school he needs the money to pay for tuition what do you want him to do to go to his dad and say hey dad i want to propose to my girlfriend give me a few thousand dollars for an engagement ring I was like, do you want him to do that? Like, are you going to find that attractive that your future son-in-law has to go to his parents to ask for an engagement ring? And then she was silent. She's like, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. She's like, you should have just said that in the beginning. And in my head, I was like, but what? What? I get why you're frustrated because even though your mom like backed down immediately,
1: like I can still see why that was frustrating because like just the idea that our parents have that they have any say in like our marriage and like our choice of partner is like, you know, I used to think it was okay. I used to think like, Oh, it's fine. Like joint families, like parents want what's best for their children, whatever. But like our parents try to intrude in every aspect of our lives. So like, at this point, I'm just like, how dare they even think they have any say in, like, who we choose as a life partner, or, like, when we choose to get married, like, what you even have, like, a, a, a say in. Okay, and to so be fair... I get, I get the, like, frustration, and I get I might be being a little d- drastic, too, but, like, given the history of, like, the things that my parents say to me, I think I'm <laughs> justified.
0: <laughs> you justified, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, to be fair, I, I see her logic, I actually do get it, and if I wasn't on the receiving side of it, I feel like I may have unknowingly like shared a similar sentiment towards someone else. Thinking, okay, well, they've been together for so long. Like, why wait, just get engaged now. Now that I think about it, like I feel like that would be some, such a casual thing for me to think, but I wouldn't look too much into it because it's not my life, right? I wouldn't be like, they should get married. I'd be like, oh, hi, huh, it's been a while. Like just, you know, I, it would be a passing thought, but I think being on the receiving end of it and my mom being like, Whether you do it in two years or you do it now, why does it matter? I felt like I was being cornered. And Mm. the fact that I'm only 24, like, I haven't even... I'm about to graduate from grad school. I want to start my career. You want me to get engaged before any of that? Like, you want me to get engaged before I even, like, am earning a full-time salary? Like, I... What?
1: And I think that the reason it can feel, like, stressful... And because my parents brought it up to me during, like, the winter break period, too, it's that it's that feeling of being cornered it's feeling cause like you also live in your family's home. And like, while I moved out to New York for grad school when I'm home during the break, like I have nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm like under their roof, just like you are. And it's like this idea of like, I have to listen to this. Like I have no out. Like I, you know, and like that can be so stressful to feel like this is what other people are thinking. But I just want to give like everybody, you know, and I know you know this too, just like a sense of perspective. We are 24. And we have our entire lives to be with partners. Like from the point that we are, let's say you choose 40, half of your life. And the first, let's say you get married when you're 40, right, the first 20 years, you pretty much lived under your parents' roof. And then the like last 40 years, you're gonna live like with your partner. So like, it's perfectly reasonable for the 20 Mm -hmm. years in between, right, between the time you're 20 and 40, to have time for yourself. And even if you like, do have a partner or whatever, like that in my head, like when you, you know, when you think about it in those terms, like it feels so normal and natural to like what feels unnatural or odd is the idea of like, okay, so you spent the first 20 years of your life living with your parents and then you're going to spend the next, you're going to spend three years living by yourself. And then the next like 65 years living with somebody else. It's like, so out of your whole life of 80 years, you only get three years to be on your own. Like thinking about it like that is more bizarre. So if I have to when I get anxious about like like rushing myself to make all these like life partner decisions, I have to remind myself of that and I think that helps me like calm down a little bit.
0: I that is such a good point. Wait, see when you put it like that, it seems like the logical thing to do. Like 20s to 40s, it's chill if you don't get married. Like that seems like the logical thing. Right. But I think a concern that people have is like that like that ticking clock and like all the good guys and like good Typically, it's good guys. Like, the good guys are going to get, like, wetted <laughs> off. Like, what What are they? Some hot commodity? Are you kidding? Like... I
1: mean, there's not so many of... of okay, true. Sorry, okay, that's fair. Guys, they are so. hot commodities.
0: The good guys, the good families. I mean,
1: like, even the guy that, like, my mom showed me, he was 30. And it's like, I'm 24. You want me to look at a 30-year-old? So, it's, it really is, like, slim pickings out here, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I just feel like... Okay, I feel like the difference between... So... An age gap of six years when you're older doesn't seem that much. But I feel like us being at 24, not even graduating from grad school, like to think of being with someone who's 30, I think that's just different stages of life. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but seeing myself, like I feel like I'm so, such a child compared to somebody who would be a little more established at 30. And I just feel like that wouldn't be like a balanced marriage. Like if I'm going into a marriage, I want to feel like. I am I'm I'm contributing a ton of value to this and at no point do I want to feel like I'm inferior like I want to be confident with like what I can contribute as a partner and if I'm getting married to somebody who's like already well established and is like 30 which I don't know why that term I don't know why age is like such a taboo and like such a being 30 is like such a stigma in our culture but I think I've probably internalized it too because i know that even though you shouldn't be having a timeline we shouldn't i think in my mind i kind of do have a vague timeline of like i'd like to be married before i'm 30. why i don't know i think it's because i've internalized that whole concept i think that's the only reason it is it's like i just i'd like to be married before then whereas my partner is like his parents have told him don't get married until after 30. Because they got married young and they were like, we would not recommend it.
1: <laughs> so mm, it's like, yeah. so
0: there's all, there's all this like stuff to think about. And when I start to get really stressed and frantic of all these things to consider, I ground myself by reminding myself, I am only 24. I am thinking about things decades in advance and me mm-hmm. being my anxious self, constantly thinking about things. I don't need all this at 24. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like focus in the now. And yeah, (laughs) I sound so Zen and like, oh, focus in the now, but I'm still like a ball of anxiety, like all the time. But I still try, I still try to ground myself that I'm 24. That's so freaking young, so young and things will like fall into place. And if they don't fall into place, I'll work hard at making them fall into place but I don't have to worry about all that stuff like right now.
1: Yeah. In fact, like, you know, you're anxious. I'm also very anxious. And one of the reasons that I feel like I'm not nowhere near ready is because I can't imagine like bringing this level of anxiety about everything (laughs) to another person. I really like, you know, I've learned this in the past like several months is that like I'm very dependent on other people. And in my life, like, I talked to you about all my problems. I talked to my other friends about all my shit. And, like, when I was dating, I talked to my partner about all my shit. And I just, like, need to learn how to deal with my shit by myself. And, like, the idea of, like, con- and, and, like, you know, with the therapist. But, like, the idea of not being able to do that and introducing someone else into my life at that level of intensity while I still have so many, like, personal issues is, like, really troubling to me. And so it's a good reminder that, like, I think the way that I, I spoke to my best friend about this um, like last week, and it, it's the idea of like finding home in myself. Cause I think I have constantly strived and searched as a kid when I was growing up, I didn't really have a lot of friends and like as a teenager, same thing. And like only now have I found grounding in other human beings. And I never thought I needed that growing up, but that's cause I never had it. And now that I have all these like lovely people who are so close to me, I feel like I lean on them so much that I'm like, Sonia, yeah, you need to, you've, you've moved to a new city. You need to like establish home in yourself and you need to figure out like what that means to be you by yourself. Like I want, a, I feel so young being back in grad school. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in debt. I like don't have a job again. I feel like I'm flailing so many, so much of the time even though like two years ago, I did have a job, I felt very stable. Now I feel just like I'm wandering and I want a career and I want to be able to travel. And I really like need to find that sense of home in myself before being with somebody else. But at the same time, like seeing my friends and family get engaged, buying houses, getting married at my age, I'm just like, am I falling behind? Like it's this constant tension. And it's like, it brings me a lot of anxiety.
0: Especially because a very close friend of ours like literally is a homeowner now. You know, like... I have several friends who, like, have bought houses. that Oh, my God. I'm glad I don't have several friends who have because I think <laughs> that would make me feel even worse. But people like my age, like, have been married for a couple years or are getting engaged or are buying houses or are making, like, six-figure salaries. Whereas, like, I never had... I've never had a full-time job. Not because I haven't been trying, but I've always been doing something. Like, after... After college, like I had an internship and then I did like AmeriCorps and I did grad school. Like, I haven't gotten that freedom of like having my own paycheck because I haven't had one. And it's so embarrassing for me to say, but at the same time, I remind myself it shouldn't be embarrassing because it's not like I just sat on my butt and didn't do anything. Like, with that time, I was constantly finding stuff to do that would like Mm -hmm. enhance my resume, that would help people out. Like so many things I did that I'm not even adding to my resume because they were just like things to keep, you know, help people out with. I feel like I'm not ready financially, but honestly, I feel like in terms of emotions, I think like if my partner were to not think, I know if my partner were to propose like tomorrow, like I'd say yes. And like, we both know that I'm ready emotionally, but a partnership, like a marriage is two people, right? And Both need to be comfortable being at that point, because if you try to rush somebody, if you try to rush your partner into like proposing to you, that's going to lead to issues down the road. Like that's going to lead to resentment. That's going to lead to problems. And that's another thing I tried to explain to my mom, just because like, first of all, I didn't even tell her that I'm ready. If I told her that I was ready, that would have just ruined everything. Right. But I told her, I was like, it takes two people for it to be a healthy relationship. If you're adding that pressure on to somebody, the worst thing in the world would be like if my boyfriend proposed to me out of pressure. If he's like, I the time is taking, like Gainath needs me to do this, her parents need me to do this, that would be really bad because I know that deep down there would be issues that would arise much later on. And so that's why I feel like if any of you are out there and you're like in a partnership or like relationship- and you're like, I want this step, my partner doesn't, like I'm getting frustrated. Remember that it's better to wait a little bit now than to have that resentment just like erupt later on from your partner. Like start healthy and strong. And think
1: about it this way too. If you are a woman who is even thinking about exerting this kind of pressure onto your male partner, just like for a moment, think about if they did that to you. Like, think about, oh, like, okay, so in my, in my, yeah. Think about if, like, your male partner was like, hey, sweetie, I love you so much. I'm ready to get married. When are you proposing to me? <laughs> like, what would, you, what would your thoughts be? Honestly, would you be like, oh, but you're, like, the first thought in so many women's minds would be, like, oh, you're the man. Why would you ask me this question? Or, like, you're supposed to propose to me. And it's like, why? Right? So, like, if you're thinking about it and you think, like, you're ready then like and you your partner and you have discussed this and if you're ready to take that step like I mean maybe you should do it if you really want to or like you know if you're both ready like why exert pressures on the part like the the other partner who may not be ready of course if no partners if one partner isn't ready nobody should be promoted. yeah no that's what i'm but talking like,
0: about right like in my situation yeah i'm ready partner isn't ready that's the kind of situation right. where it's just like you should be mindful and respectful right. of what they want absolutely
1: but if both partners are ready and you're like anxious because they know this is another situation where like both partners are ready and one partner is just like and usually the woman is like waiting for like her boyfriend or whatever to propose to her. Then it's like, girl, like you do it,
0: right? Like we're modern women. Like you can, true, like, but you can, I've you always wanted. I've always wanted cute proposal pictures where I'm proposed to. <laughs> I'm all for equality. <laughs> And I don't think there's anything wrong with the woman. In fact, I literally initiated the first step with my boyfriend. Like, any relationship I've done, I initiated it. Because I'm like, why am I waiting on the guy to flirt with me? Like, I initiated literally everything. But I think when it comes to a proposal, like, I want to be proposed to, you know? Sure.
1: And you know, like, more power to you? (laughs) Like, sure. But, like, if that's something that you're thinking about, and it's like, if both partners are ready and one of you is waiting on the other, like think about how attractive that is like think about like how I don't know like and of course if your like male partner would be like emasculated by it that's like another story but like I don't know I think it would be really cool like when when my partner and I were together and we whenever we talked about like marriage stuff like I fully like 100% was like once we both decide we're ready for this like it'll be like a competition to see like who does it first and who does it better because like and and like I think that's super fun too so just like a fun little like thing to throw out there you're a woman you want to get and you know like if you're if you're obviously in a same-sex relationship like if you're both men or you're both women or you know you're trans or whatever like everyone has someone has to do it so like it can be like that in a heterosexual relationship too you know you can take that first step um that's that's what we're all about here being a little unconventional if that's what you want to do You do it. And if if that's not what you're comfortable with, that's totally fine, too. I've actually never seen, like, a woman propose to her male partner, so... Except for in Friends, I think, when Monica proposed to Chandler.
0: Oh, that was such (laughs) a beautiful proposal. I cried. I've seen that scene twice, and both times I cried. It was... I thought it was so beautiful. I honestly... It's also because they were crying, and when other people cry, I just naturally cry. Yeah. You know, and I think a whole other factor that needs to be considered or at least is considered but doesn't need to be considered is like if you have a younger sibling in the picture when it comes to marriage because let's say that the older sibling okay fine i'll just give my example okay um let's say like me if i want to wait a few years until i'm married wait like several years until i'm married in my head the natural thing is like for the older child to get married and then the younger child that's just like old Values like embedded in me, however rationally it shouldn't matter if the younger sibling wants to get married first, rationally, logically, it shouldn't matter. people should get should get married whenever they're ready, if I'm not married or if I'm not ready to get married, why would I project that onto my younger sibling who is in a partnership where they are ready? You know, and I think that's a thing like I think I know <laughs> this one family where. You know, the younger daughter seems like she's pretty committed and like ready to take that next step with her partner. But because her older sister has not yet gotten married, like they're kind of just hanging in, like waiting for them to get married so that they can take that next step. And I thought that was interesting. My initial thought was just like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But then my sister gave me another perspective and she was like, well, why should she have to wait? Like, it's not her fault that the older sibling waited. Why is she being penalized? And I was like, ah, oh, that's a good point, too. So many good perspectives. You know, and, like, while in my sibling
1: relationship, this hasn't really come up yet. Like, I know that in several of my other family like members, my cousin has been with his girlfriend for, like, something like eight or ten years now. Wow. And, like, they've been ready to be engaged for, like, ages but his older sister was like seven years older than him and just got married this past year. And so they've been waiting until after she gets married for him to like get engaged with his partner. And so like, there's all this pressure to like wait and wait and wait, even though she's been ready. And like, they're in their late, like approaching their late twenties now. So they like, they've been ready to be engaged for a while. So there's definitely like that pressure that even like across, you know, across family, we think it's like a consistent thing in our culture, but like, you know, they have had to wait because they're the younger siblings, but there's so many other reasons like that people can wait that that's like willing, like they're willingly choosing to wait. Right. So if you're trying to wait on marriage, you already have a partner. We discussed like some of the reasons that are completely valid for you wanting to wait until you're engaged or you're married. Right. Education, huge one. Right. You want to be able to be like mentally developed and sufficient and have that like thing that you achieve for yourself in
0: your Pocket before you enter a partnership. 100%. And another thing is money, right? Like you should be financially stable before entering a partnership, unless you have settled out this whole other financial plan with your partner. Like, whatever it is, be on the same page about financial stability. Like I feel like everybody should be self-sufficient before going into a marriage because when you are dependent on somebody else, again, you're losing your sense of self and your autonomy. You're giving them complete control if they have control over the finances.
1: Right. And like debt is so real. So like, you know, if you're taking turns, like one person go to school, why the other person works, etc. cetera, like it can of course work, but just being on the same page, super important. Yeah. And of course, like if you want to live together, that's, that's that's like such a like separate and taboo topic in our culture that's taboo but, like, for me too yep yeah like so many people want to live together before they you know choose to get married and like if that's something you want to do like try to fight for it i guess before you make that decision i'm you know? scared so of that my parents yeah no girl i hear you
0: <laughs> the logic in me like the rational side of me says one thing and i know that i the advice i would give to somebody if they wanted to live with their partner would be like this bomb ass advice that would probably get them to do it but what i wouldn't there? be able to evoke that same kind of courage <laughs> from myself and like ask my parents i'd be way too scared i am too scared yeah well
1: i guess that's something for for all of us to work on my my thing for me to work on is like trying to convince my parents that they don't have a say in in my future like marriage and life partner stuff so mm. I'll work on that um and I knows. guess that's like the next the next part is like it, and if you don't have a partner like me and you're trying to like wait you're trying to find the right person right like don't rush unless you are sure about this person and like yeah like there's some level of like you're never going to be sure you always have to like take a leap of faith but like make sure when you take this decision it is with the person that you're 100% sure about
0: yeah i agree that whole idea of like you're never going to be sure i disagree with that i feel like when you know you're with the right partner like you are completely sure like there isn't really that doubt of like what if they do this and what if they do that because if you're already having like hesitancy and like you're kind of skeptical about like their loyalty or whatever then like how stable is your relationship already exactly
1: and like you know some people, they're, ne- quote, like, sort of never going to be sure because of they have, like, some, like, commitment issues or whatever it is. But, like, sure. make sure you deal with that before you, like, jump into this with yeah. somebody. And then finally, like, if you want to be on your own for a while, remember, like, what I talked about earlier, right? If your life is 80 years long, it's totally fine if you spend, like, 20, 30, 40 years of it by yourself, right? Like, there's no rush. Life is hopefully long. And what better way to spend it than, like, you know, exploring who you are and learning about yourself. And then like, yeah, if you want to bring someone else into the equation, like awesome. But life is long. We're only we're only twenty four. You've mm-hmm. got time. If you're only thirty five, you've got time, right? Like, yeah.
0: Look at us. Look at this nice little pep talk. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also, I guess take everything we said with a grain of salt because we're both uh I'm single and guy not, to not engaged or married. So <laughs>
0: Right, but we can talk about it.
1: <laughs> sure, we can also bring in our, our friend who's our friends who are like engaged and married and have houses. Maybe you want to hear from them more than more than our, our I don't want to themselves. hear from it. I'll
0: be absent that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make myself feel worse.
1: <laughs> but we're hopefully all gonna be making ourselves, you know, feel better about about this and our decisions. And we'll do all of this when we're ready. And we can talk and convince our parents to sort of let us take our time with it too
0: retweet okay i don't even have a twitter i don't know why i said that but yes snaps i love that i love that so much thank you so much y'all we're so grateful that you're here and we really hope that you took something away from this episode and we'd love to hear your thoughts um remember to find us on instagram and you can email us remember our instagram is underscore brown and bold underscore And our email is brownandboldpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.